Time for another edition of the Concast. Uh, after last week's kind of awesome technical glitches, and as Laz will point out, poor SD3 play, uh, we're going back to the normal format today kidding. with uh, four dudes talking about stuff. That sounds awful. Wow. Uh, anyway, yay. Um, let's get away from my general awkwardness, and we'll go straight into what we're playing. I will start this week, and I will say that I am playing... Well, I'm playing Final Fantasy VI, actually. It's huh. um, it's a cheaty little pseudo-speedrun sort of thing, because I am collecting information from the game, not actually enjoying it anyway, but that's the most game experience I've had. Uh, I'm also spending as little money as possible on the Steam sale. Uh, bought three games so far, grand total $11. I maybe can beat you there. I've spent uh, only $14 on the Steam sale, but that was for six games. That's so I've been, I've been very work. frugal. I spent $2 on one game. <laughs> I've, Jeff, uh, have you spent I've, anything? I've dropped thirty bucks. a boy, yeah. Are you are you playing any of those games now, Jeff? Uh, several, but the one that I'm spending the most time with is uh, Mark of the Ninja. Oh, I oh, have yeah. that from an, like a Steam sale probably six months ago, and I have not. Oh touched my it. god, is so good. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. It is so good. First of all, just like the art style is beautiful, and the controls are really nice and i'm a sucker for stealth games especially where i get to kill everything mm. any game that lets me just see something and kill it i'm a fan of <laughs> and market ninja does it really beautifully so lots of fun i've Do heard recommend. yeah i've heard best stealth game in years kind of buzz from that game and which is why i saw it i think it was the recent the most recent winter sale i saw it on sale then and grabbed it but i haven't touched it because i'm an irresponsible steam user i guess if you like platformers, just get on that like immediately. I do okay, like so platformers. Laz is now going to change his answer, and he's going to start playing that game while we record. No, I won't. I think well, it's like two bucks right now. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I already won't. have it, but mm. Mm. okay, I guess I'll install it. <laughs> what are you playing? And don't install it now. You're gonna kill off your. Okay, menu. okay, that's. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess I'm pl- I'm near the end of a Game Boy game I've been playing off and on for a month and a half or so. I'm playing uh, Tactics Ogre: Night of Lotus for GBA. Ooh, nice. And it's, dude. Um, I think this is about as close you can get to playing Final Fantasy Tactics without actually playing Final Fantasy Tactics. Yeah, it it's, is a really robust. It's a, it's, it's a nice game. Yeah, it's great. It's um. I was stunned by how good the story and class system was for a GBA game from probably a decade ago. And I, I, I mean, I'm near the end of it. I've poured probably 30 to 35 hours in it, and I think it's better than all of the Final Fantasy Tactics Advance games. And I'm probably going to look into the PSP one very soon. Yeah, you should. It's on the same level. It's just as good. Yeah, I'm I'm on board. I'm I'm sucked in. It's it, that will happen eventually, though. I don't I don't know how much additional money I should be spending on games with, <laughs> All things, of like it. This, with things like the Steam sale, like pecking at my wallet. 
the the PSP version has been on my list for quite a while, but I never get my PSP out, which I've mentioned before. So I, there's I no have point. I have played I've probably poured more hours into my PSP than any other than any of my other gaming machines in the past ten years or so. I've is the uh, uh, is that Tactics Ogre game a port of the Super Famicom one, or is that a it is one? it is it's yeah. the, well okay it's yeah. a, it's well all right the Super Famicom one was remade for the uh, PlayStation. And that one uh, actually did receive a uh, an English language release, and this is a remake of the PlayStation version. Okay, yeah. awesome. And segueing now, that guy that you just heard asking questions about uh, Tactics Ogre is PJ, and uh, PJ is joining us today to talk about some stuff. Uh, longtime con goers thingies might remember him as Caesar. He has been our uh, Final Fantasy V guru for quite a while, or was anyway, and then he got sucked into the maw of other things. Yeah. Uh, but we'll talk about that here in a minute. So, um, PJ, what are you playing? And then we'll talk about you some more. Oh, man. I've been playing a lot of stuff lately, uh, mostly Solstice. I've been sucked into that for like the past month or so. That would be the old isometric NES game, yes? Yeah, that's right. The very same <laughs> I yes, not the very Solstice. same, one of, like, the three that probably fit that bill for <laughs> yeah. Nez. Yeah, I never beat it as a kid, and I, like, finally figured out how to do it, and I've been having way too much fun with it. It's one of the best games I've played. It's really good. Whoa, one of the um, best games you've played? Yeah. Wow. It's, it's I... really good. Definitely huh. up there on my list of uh, favorite NES games. So I've been playing that, and then um, I've been doing some co-op Turtles 3 Awesome. Nice. Are you doing um, a, uh, the SNES version or, or the, a MAME arcade version? Uh, the NES version. NES? Yep. Yeah, that would be uh, the Manhattan Project. Oh, that's right. Yeah, right. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was, that was, I was the one confused. That didn't actually have an arcade release. That was, right. I was uh, confused and thinking only. of Turtles in Time. My bad. My yeah. bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, yeah. Was, uh, that was actually Turtles 4. Yeah, all right. I, I was okay. All right. You're keep wrong. <laughs> I was totally wrong. Right about. Uh, <laughs> Right about SD3, you're wrong about everything else. <laughs> not, I'm not <laughs> claiming to be a Turtles expert, but I, <laughs> but SD3 is one of my favorite Super Famicom games. But yeah, 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 yeah keep going, keep going. Turtles. Um, yeah, yeah. A good buddy of mine, Mecha Richter, and I have been uh, co-op speedrunning that a lot lately. Uh, we're going to be running that next week, but more on that later, I suppose. I have um, to ask, though, what is your turtle preference for when you're running that game? Uh, I use Don. Okay. Um, Don is really good co-op. Raph is by far the best single player. Do they have um, the same differences as in Turtles in Time, where Raph has the shortest range and lowest damage, but the highest speed, and Don has the range and low and medium damage? Uh, it's pretty similar, except everybody has a one-hit kill Okay. on foot soldiers, and um, you basically like primarily use your special attack, and everybody has a wildly different special all right. Well, I mean, I'm extremely biased, but my favorite's Mikey. So Mikey is uh, his special is the strongest by a lot. All right, Mikey, that's it's, that's what's up. It's pretty cool. Is it like a nunchuck garrot? Uh, it's a weird awesome. kangaroo kick. Yeah, oh, no, well, yeah, no it's it's it like a kick stand where he launches with his arms from the ground, right? I'm, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now I now I'm remembering my turtles flashbacks. <laughs> yeah. See, I am an expert on them too. Ah. Yeah. Thank God for that. It's true. I can vouch. <laughs> um, yeah, so aside from those two, I'm always playing Worms Reloaded. It's some of the best fun you can have multiplayer. 
but Worms is delightful. Every every Worms game is great in co-op. Absolutely, yeah, it's it's great. Yeah, so that's it. so much fun. There's no way to better end a friendship than by playing somebody at Worms. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Have you played the co-op to um, New Super Mario Brothers Wii? Oh, no. yeah. <laughs> is that, yes. that will do it. Yeah, yeah that's that can be pretty brutal. <laughs> I'm finding that Mario Party is also very effective at that. <laughs> yeah, oh, if you play any oh, of these yeah. games, you should hopefully already be close friends with a person. Or yeah. hate them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that would be better, actually. Yeah, you know, the, the one thing worse than uh, playing in SMB Wii with a friend is uh, two guy friends playing it simultaneously with their wives. Oh, Ooh. no. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was not a good idea. That I, was... <laughs> yeah, I won't do that again. <laughs> but uh, the reason that uh, we've got PJ here is because the topic of today's podcast is going to be um, speed gaming and uh, other types of competitive gaming, but primarily speed gaming. You probably picked up from what PJ was saying a few minutes ago that he is an avid speed gamer um, when he kind of wandered away from con in general as many people do i'm not scolding you here PJ. Uh, but uh you know he picked up in the speed gaming community and uh for a while you know i don't think a lot of us talked to him <laughs> for one reason or another <laughs> and i think this is a good chance to uh for all of us to learn a little bit more about speed gaming and also to uh, reconnect with an old buddy yeah but I know that actually is uh, my own intro segues nicely for me because that that was my first question is, you know, how'd you get started on speed gaming? What made you wake up one day and say, hey, I'm going to run this game as fast as I possibly can? Uh, well, it wasn't even like a conscious decision, to be honest. Um, it was like, so my freshman year at college, I brought my Wii because I didn't want to bring my Super Nintendo. It doesn't really make sense that I value like you know, this 10-year-old console that you can buy for 30 bucks over a $250 console at the time. Um, but I brought my Wii and, like, stocked up on virtual console games when I was there. And I bought, like, just some old favorites that I liked as a kid, and I'd try and finish them between classes. <laughs> so, like, I'd come back, come back to my dorm from class, and I'd have, like, you know, 40 minutes to walk back and do whatever and then walk back to class and it's not really much time to do anything um so i just like play through these games and super c and act razor one were the first two that i i got so i try and like get as far as i could before leaving and eventually i could get close to beating the game so my goal was to you know walk back to my dorm beat the game and then quick walk back for class and uh after doing that for you know a semester I decided to look up what the times for those games were, and then I was like, wow, I'm actually not too far off from from what the speedrun is. That actually makes a surprising amount of sense. I, most of my in-between class things when I was living in a dorm were spent trying to get my horrible roommate from... Top, stop him from surfing porn on my computer. <laughs> I, I took an alternative strategy playing games in college. I'd be in the middle of something, and it was ten minutes to class. It's like, you know what? I'll just cut this class. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's the standard route. Yeah, it was... <laughs> it yeah, it's not really a... It's a lazy, not recommended route, but sometimes it, that's how it rolled for me. And, you know, um, you mentioned that one of the games you picked up is uh, um, in those uh, college gaming days was ActRaiser, and I know that you've uh, done speedruns for ActRaiser 2 as well, yep. and the reason I have not beaten either of those games, despite investing a number of hours is because they are really hard, especially at the end. So do, yeah. do you think um, your tastes of... Do, would you consider yourself sort of a challenge hound and 
do you pursue uh, difficult or unusual games when you uh, decide what to speedrun? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, I don't know. A lot of the games that I pick are just games that I really liked as a kid, and I just happen to have really difficult games as a kid. Um, but I do really enjoy running difficult games. I just I like the challenge a lot more. With what easy games, I, I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. Go go ahead and finish. Like the easier games that I've run tend to be more random, so it's a lot more frustrating for me to run those. Like I'd much rather run a game that's just difficult to execute than one where, you know, you have to do a thousand attempts to get the right randomness to go in your favor. It just seems to work out that way for me. So when you're picking a game and uh, like to, to speed run, aside from the challenge of it, what do you look for? Like, what's the uh, the checklist for games that you speed run? Um, there's a few things that I go through. The the biggest one is I have to like the game. Yeah. <laughs> oh, such a nominal thing. Yep. If it's well, I mean, a game if, that if I hate, if you spend tons of hours uh, trying to perfect something and you don't like the game, then you're <laughs> how are you right. gonna <laughs> feel? At, how are you gonna feel by hour twenty one? Yeah. You're not gonna. You're not going to be a happy guy. I ran the Lawnmower Man, and I hate that game. You know, it's like, <laughs> I didn't realize wow. how much I hated it until I like got too far into the process. And was like, well, shoot. I mean, if I don't do it, no one's going to. So I may as well just stick with it. And uh, it was a terrible process. So I yeah, you heard <laughs> that the Lawnmower Man movie had a game. Oh, yeah, it is. It's, <laughs> yes, it's terrible. Oh, God. It's really bad. If only Tittles were here. He and I were talking just the other day about that game. I don't wish that fate upon anybody. <laughs> it is rough. Um, so aside so, from liking the game, I uh, I usually pick games that don't have cutscenes or auto-scrollers at the beginning because I play the beginning of the game the most. Um, every attempt for a speedrun has to start at the beginning. So... If a game starts with like three minutes of cutscenes, then it just adds a lot of time to the attempts, and I'm not patient enough for that. Uh, when you record, do you usually chunk them into stages or levels and then combine the chunks, or do you do it straight through, or do you not use any tool assisting at all? No, I do it straight through when it's time to actually record it. Wow. Uh, when I'm practicing, I'll use anything that's available to me. I'll play an emulator, I'll play you know, frame by frame to see what's possible. But the final speedruns are always done in real time, straight through. Yeah, I would imagine that for the official ones, you really don't have any choice other than that, yeah? Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, unless you want that, you know, tool-assisted in parentheses afterwards, but that, that doesn't sound like something you're into. <laughs> yeah, the tool-assisted runs, you normally have to optimize, like, a whole lot. <laughs> like, people will make a new tool-assisted run that's, like, four frames faster than the previous one. Jeez. I, yeah, I don't have that kind of attention. No. <laughs> I, the, the joke that I've always made historically is that, to me, every speedrun is a tool-assisted speedrun. It's just the one behind the controller. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm a terrible person. I'm insulting our guests. No, you're not. <laughs> it oh, takes a lot okay. more than that to insult me. All right, let's see <laughs> what we can right. do. Oh, <laughs> Do your worst. <laughs> no, no, don't ask Jab to do his worst. <laughs> I'm going to have to kick him out of here. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, well, I, list of uh, some other games that you've speedrun. Oh, geez. Um, All of them. Just like the memorable ones, the ones that have like really stuck out as fun for you. 
the ones oh stuck out is fun that's a short list or uh, as fun for the <laughs> audience because uh you know obviously a big part of the speedrunning community is that you're also broadcasting a lot of what you do both to speed gamers and other gamers that are just you know in awe of the kind of things that uh, a good speedrunner can do. So not just the ones that are fun for you, but, you know, the ones that we would enjoy watching also as, you know, general run-of-the-mill idiots. Um, Razor 2 is one that I really enjoy. That's that's probably my favorite game to run, just because it's so incredibly difficult. That game is super... Like, if I guess listeners would be more likely to have played the first one than the second one. Mm-hmm. If, imagine Razor 1, but without all of the fun little city-building things, and then take that difficulty of the adventure stages in the first one from 11 up to about 13 yeah and then you have and then you have act razor 2 that game is so i've gotten to the final gauntlet of ball- bosses in act razor 1 and just couldn't go and couldn't finish it off but with act razor 2 i think i made it to the second stage before yeah, i before good. i before like i think the the asd keys on my keyboard were worn off it was yeah, that- that's pretty accurate Oh man, that's a tough game. And when watching your speed run, it make it makes it look so easy that I feel stupid. But then I try it again. And it's like, no, I'm not stupid. <laughs> PJ is just really, really freaking good at this. Yeah, that game I think is the hardest Super Nintendo game out there. It's it's it is rough. It's it's crazy. So that one I really like playing, and uh, people like to watch that. It's a really technical game. Um, Super Ghouls and Ghosts I really like running because believe it or not, it's a very easy game to speed run, but it's like super random <laughs> so you just have to like throw attempts at that you don't really think you just kind of go through it and if things go your way you get through and if they don't you reset and try again but, that's but I, guess, I guess when you mean random you've already uh i think you've used it in this context a couple times already in this conversation uh basically things that are out of your control like an enemy going a certain way or an environment doing a thing a certain way or a strict dice roll i mean uh, what do you mean exactly by, um, yeah, by... more or less the enemy patterns in that case. Okay. Um, a lot of enemies, like in Actraiser 2, you can manipulate uh, 100% of the enemies in the game. You can force them to jump or walk certain directions or do whatever you want. Uh, in Super Ghouls and Ghosts, the enemies are just stubborn. And you'll jump and they'll be like, oh, I can jump too. Here, let me show you. And they'll just like <laughs> plow right into you. <laughs> um, or, you know, you kill an enemy and they drop a weapon that's directly along the path and there's no way to avoid it. So you end up picking up like the scythe in the middle of a good run, or something. No, you don't want the scythe. Uh, no, no, you never want the scythe. <laughs> um, yeah, so... that, that's the game that I always think of when I think of you is Super Ghouls and Ghosts. Really? Well, I, I think probably just because when um, we finally got around to adding each other on Facebook, I think that was the game that you talked about the most at oh, that true. time. Yeah. So it probably you know just stuck at that point. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I was going to ask you, PJ. You know, like I said in the intro. When we first e-met, or whatever the proper phrase for that is among the cool kids, uh, it was because you were essentially disassembling Final Fantasy V. Yeah. And I'm wondering, you know, it also takes a special kind of mindset to look at something like that and begin reverse engineering it Mm -hmm. for whatever purpose you might want it for. Um, again, if Tittles were here, I'm sure he would voice that very same opinion given his uh, Sonic work over the last few years. Is there some kind of connection to that mindset of you know hacking and disassembling video games as there is to wanting to speedrun them? Um, probably. You know, I didn't even try and think about that connection until you posted this question. Um, <laughs> it's pretty interesting. 
Um, I'd say it's probably like the same logic that got me into Final Fantasy V. Like, I just really liked the game, and I liked seeing what made it tick. I, I can really see it being the case uh, for the people who are more into the tool-assisted than yeah. you. Yeah, definitely. I, I, think, I think there's probably a lot of crossover there, but yeah. I think it's interesting that there probably is, you know, at least an interest, if not an active set of work among a lot of these people. Yeah, there there is a lot things. of interaction. Like, I was never a very talented um, ROM hacker or disassembler or anything. I just, like, you know, I'd change something and see what in the what in the game it changed, and then go back and figure out what it was that I changed after that. Um, and that's kind of the approach that I take with speedrunning, too. I just, like, when I first learn a game, you kind of play around, you figure out what the game expects you to do, and then you do everything completely wrong after that and just see what <laughs> what changes. Yeah, I, I think that kind of fits with what you're saying about uh, wanting to avoid randomness mm-hmm. in the games that you play. Because, you know, part of writing code or reverse engineering code or what have you is the desire to set forth a set of instructions and have it perform the same way every time. And while the medium is different, I think the concept is really the same with trying to run a speed run because you need to be able to predict exactly what's going to happen when you do X, Y, and Z in order to make it successful. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, and there has to be added frustration to speedrunning or trying to speedrun a game that has some randomness involved because let's say you're 75% through a game, but then a random, you know, Medusa head direction knocks you off a ledge and ruins your run, and there's no way you there was no way you had to control or predict that. It's, it's probably infuriating. Yeah, yeah and, definitely. And yeah. that's especially random when you're in, like, say, Mario 3, and the Medusa head comes up. That's just screwed up. Yeah, <laughs> right. Well, I was using a Castlevania example just to stay in my wheelhouse, okay? But... Yeah, actually, Mario 3 is a fantastic example for um, randomness. We call it RNG, just... I don't even know why. I mean, it's... Random number syllable, generator. But... Well, yeah, sure. Yeah. I, I, and a lot of the randomness that you are going to encounter is directly driven from an RNG in the code, so yeah. that makes sense. Um, Mario 3 has the hand levels in World 8. I don't know if you remember those. Oh, yeah. There's uh-huh. that bridge, and sometimes you get pulled in. Yeah. So oh, each, right. ha- uh, each tile there has a 50% chance of grabbing you automatically. And in a speed run, you obviously don't want any of those to grab you. So you play through the game, you get to World 8, and you get to the hand bridge, and you need to be not grabbed at all. So there's a 12.5% chance that you'll succeed, and it's completely out of your control. Um, okay. Hi. You were talking a bit about, just as a matter of interest... Um, Wait a second. Who's that? Connection between tasks... <laughs> I am totally to... keeping this part in. How'd you get yeah. this? Just, just Tittles, never, poof. never explain it. How um, do you get this number? <laughs> The, uh, the, link the between... calls are coming from under the porch. <laughs> <laughs> the link between um, kind of Tasses in particular and um, and hacking. There's a guy Flamewing who produces uh, Sonic Classic Heroes. It's it's almost as good as my hack, but um, he is also known as I don't know how to pronounce it, but Marzo Junior, Marzo Junior, or whatever. He and he did a lot of S3K um, task work before he did uh, Sonic Classic Heroes. So there's definitely a link there. And, you know, that, that kind of knowledge he used for the task stuff is more or less the same knowledge he then put into practice in a hack. So, yeah. We're dead on with that. Anyway, yeah, thanks, Diddles. <laughs> now you know. 
Demaria and knowing is half the kicking tittles off Skype. <laughs> knowing is half the boring statement. Well said. So, do you think? Um, I mean, of course, any game you speedrun is going to reflect your tastes and preferences a little bit, but uh, I think we've mostly only talked about sort of platform adventure kind of games. Are there any other genres you'd like to speedrun? Like uh, um, maybe RPGs or... Um, baseball. Base, sure, or baseball. baseball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's your best time on Madden 96? Just out of curiosity. <laughs> I do mostly like um, platformers, puzzle platformers, um, stuff like that. But I have run... Um, Seventh Saga. Oh God, Seventh Saga. That must yeah, be I know. I don't. I don't. Now, that, that's actually the game I associate with you the most. I would have to say. Really? Yeah. Well, um, <laughs> we, we've talked about it before about starting characters and stuff in that game, and that game is that game is tough. Yeah, it is. It's something. I uh, let's see. I think I've gotten in my the farthest I've gotten is I've is five of the runes, and then oh, I uh, hit there. Yeah, yeah, and then I, but then I got stuck in a one-on-one battle against Lejess, and that did not work out uh, very yeah. well. Yeah, uh, that game is pretty cool because if you level too much, then that battle's unwinnable. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's really a fantastic. Just the way so, so, my, so, so my strategy of leveling up more probably wasn't helping. Um, yeah, it it can sometimes not help. Oh, oh, goody. Well, that game is super tough, and you know a lot about it. All right, that's that's all I have to say about Seven Saga. Yeah. yeah fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, PJ, I have to admit that you know you were kind of my gateway into the speedrunning kind of subculture at all because I really paid zero attention to it until I kind of came to understand that you were part of it and that you were fairly interesting oh. in general, but also you know. <laughs> With that regard, I'm flattered. Uh, well, I, I try to flatter all the guests. It's the regulars that I have no time or respect for. <laughs> Shut up, Laz. I didn't. Oh, never mind. Somewhere yeah, DP yeah, just yeah, got yeah. kicked in the head. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> well, now you know it's funny. He's been gone for so long. He probably could have been on this one, but eh. sorry, DP. <laughs> uh, but my question, as it pertains to that, is: I are there like a lot? of different groups of you guys out there. I like tell us about your group specifically and you know then I guess how it connects or doesn't connect with some of the other ones out there. Um by my group do you mean SDA? Yes, yes, okay. that is correct. Um so I'm primarily affiliated with uh Speed Demos Archive. Um if you're not familiar with that site, it hosts like high quality videos of I think we have 920 or something different games. Let me see. 921 games listed on SDA. Wow. Uh, That's 921 games, not 921 videos, right? Like, obviously, right. a lot of them have multiple. Right, yeah. Um, I Like, some of them have over a thousand videos, because they'll do, like, Good individual Lord. level tables with each character on every difficulty or something crazy. Uh, but, yeah, 920 uh, different games. Um, and it's also, like, the, the forums are the most active active thing there. So people will go there and discuss strategies and you know post their PBs and get advice and whatnot. Um, there's also a website that I I it's it's kind of hard to separate them into different communities because it's still mostly the same players. There's a lot of crossover. Yeah, it's it's almost entirely crossover. Um, there are very few people who only like associate themselves with one 
one site. Um, but Speedruns Live is also really big. Um, arguably, that's probably the bigger community. Um, and that's where people, you know, there might be 50 different people who run, um, I don't know, Super Mario World or something. Um, Ocarina of Time and Super Mario 64 are really big games too. But uh, they like to race each other instead of just playing single player. <clears throat> so they both start the game at the same time and race to see who can finish it first. And they'll do like these monstrous races, you know, 50 people races sometimes. Um, and that's that's pretty cool. So that's community, that community is based on racing each other in single player, which is a pretty neat concept that really took off. Um, and those are like the two biggest real-time speedrunning groups. Um, and again, it's like pretty much the same people in both communities, but separate websites. So whichever one they go to on any given day depends on uh, who they want to play against, I guess? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, yeah. No. Well, um, you know, I was thinking of that because just very recently we uh, finished up our sponsorship at Caves of Narsh of um, the Speed Gamers, yeah, who uh, did a marathon of nothing but Final Fantasy games, which is obviously why we were involved. But uh, that was really awesome, and they obviously raised a good chunk of money. Um, probably not quite as much as, like, say, an Awesome Games Done Quick, which I know you've been a part of in the past, but I think very few things are as large as Awesome Games Done Quick these days. Uh, but yeah, I noticed, even in the limited knowledge that I have of the whole speed gaming community, I noticed a few names in that marathon from uh, things that I'd seen on SDA, yeah. or people that I've encountered through you or through knowing you. I think it's cool that there's not a whole lot of you know real cutthroat competition among the groups. It's more of a collaborative effort among everybody. That's pretty cool. Right? Yeah, it's great. There were a lot of runners from you know SDA or SRL, whichever, um, that participated in that marathon. I know Essentia did. Yep, uh, Essentia did uh, FF6. Yeah. Um, I th- I think she scrapped her run because one of her kids uh, needed something in the middle of it. Oh, <laughs> and wow. There wasn't anybody else to help out, so she had to get up for like 10 or 15 minutes while I was watching to uh, go help one of her children. <laughs> which, uh, you know, probably, I, obviously that is why I'm no good at gaming anymore, so I can't imagine yeah. uh, having to do speed gaming with the kids. But um, I believe uh, Poxnor also. Oh, right. Yeah, he would have did, done eight. Uh, I think he did, is that right? Yeah, he did eight. Yeah, that, that's what they did to lead off the marathon. Yep. Um, Jagger G did nine, I think. Uh, yes, yes, I saw a little bit of that one as well. Yeah, Jagger G is a Bomberman '64 runner too. It's really interesting good that game. Yeah, you know, every once in a while you mention a game that I was like, oh yeah, that's a really cool game. I didn't know anybody speed ran that. Um, but yeah, the the Final Fantasy marathon was pretty cool. I'm I was really glad to see that a lot of uh, a lot of SCAers were helping out with that. Because yeah, I mean, it seems like Final Fantasy would be one of the lesser things that people would want to speed run given the depth of the games and you know the doing a standard run so often runs up into the you know 40 50 hours and higher range yeah that i'm sure that the the crowd that wants to do those is probably smaller to begin with <laughs> and then the crowd that does them well is probably even smaller still yeah it's it's really interesting cuz there's a few people who really really like to run final fantasy games um it's not really something that like you know, someone like me would just pick up. Um, but the people who run Final Fantasy games usually run a lot of them. Um, 
there's a guy, Obda, Obda Jr. He runs Final Fantasy 4 and 6 and Chrono Trigger. Hmm. Um, there's a guy, Karakarn. He runs Final Fantasy 7, 8, 9, 10, and X2. <laughs> Jeez. Um, yeah, people running X2. That, that amazes me. Yeah. It strokes for different folks. There's, playing there's a lot of all. runners for that. So. Well, yeah. Exactly. I actually think, I think running FF9 makes a lot of sense because there's even a significant reward involved in the final dungeon for making it there in under 12 hours. Yeah. Yeah, fair point. So it, yeah. it's, it's almost as conducive to speedrunning. And there's, I mean, all the Final Fantasy games have tricks that let you, uh, uh, run through uh with low levels or or something because a lot of the time damage scales down if you're uh if you're at a low level or at a, a low step count or for for very specific things but yeah it's i'm I'm sure there's a lot there, like every final fantasy game has weird tricks and exploits that you can take advantage of to get a better speed uh speed run time on it although it's not really i i i tend to play too many hours rather than not enough so <laughs> I, I would not be uh, a terribly good RPG speedrunner. I can't remember for sure because it's been a long time since I've played any of them but one of the PSX era Final Fantasies you can't skip the summons right? FF8 you can't Okay yeah that that's what I thought yeah I, yeah, speedrunning that would you know make me want to smack somebody. Yeah. <laughs> they're all really they're all really interesting like the strategies for running an RPG quickly um can be pretty interesting like final fantasy 8 i didn't even consider this but they use like one of the refining skills to refine a card into um magic uh, oh yeah you, you can do that with um before you even finish the first dungeon you can get uh very very advanced magic by refining the efreet and diablo cards in in the starting garden I actually really like the first disc of FF8, which is why I remember that little bit of trivia. But then after the first disc, it goes off the rails, and I've forgotten everything except for, you know, time compression, Norg, Orphanage. Yep. <laughs> All the really standout terrible weird. parts. Yeah. I think you mean standout awesome parts. Yep. <laughs> that was not an effect. If you uh, have been listening to the Concast for a while, Laz can actually do that. That's like his one true skill. He goes into manholes and he chirps like a cricket. The, uh, the proper term is inspect manholes. Thanks. Yeah, so, you, so you never get to enter one? I'm cleared to, but I usually don't have to. <laughs> yeah. Usually, usually <laughs> that couldn't have worked out any better. Usually, I just got to break in there with a crowbar, then, uh, then, <laughs> then take a picture of it with my digital camera and email it to my boss. <laughs> <laughs> There's websites about that. Uh, yeah. No comment. I think it's time. I think it's time to move <laughs> on. Right. That. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, Jav's been a little bit quiet um, so far in this conversation, but he definitely is here for a very specific purpose, and what? that purpose is. I know, right? It's not just the comic relief of looking at his Skype avatar, as fantastic as it that is, is a magnificent Skype avatar. I appreciate. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we were thinking when we were getting ready to, uh, you know, start scheduling this podcast and thinking about what we want to talk about that there's also a lot of crossover like PJ just said um, there is an entire speedrunning community that is kind of dedicated to one-on-one or one-on-one-on-one etc. competition and I think that there's also some crossover that comes in there with the esports scene 
And uh, because Jav is uh, more into that than the rest of us, uh, I thought that, you know, he might have some insight into, you know, how those two things cross or something. What you see a lot of is that, first of all, like the most popular things streaming on Twitch at any given time are like, you know, your typical esports, the League of Legends, the StarCraft, that kind of thing. And then it's the speedrunning guys. Uh, you'll always see Ocarina people. You'll always see uh, some Sonic games being going. Um, Pokemon. Yeah, you'll see Pokemons. <laughs> you'll see like Castlevanias. Pokemon. Uh, there's, I I want to see more Sonic Three complete. Yeah, uh, somewhere <laughs> Tiddles is smiling to himself. <laughs> and uh, I think even just for speedrunning, you have to have some of the same level of competition in you, or just to be a bit competitive, even if it's just you know doing better versus your own scores and ghosting yourself, mm-hmm. or like. If you're into that 1v1 thing, it's got to be a much more competitive atmosphere because you're picking people to play against and actively competing against them regularly. But yeah, you do see a lot of crossover between the two. I know that there are a lot of uh, particularly famous StarCraft players, (laughs) as famous as an esports person can be, anyways, that uh, are also pretty involved in uh, the Ocarina speedrunning community. Really? Yeah. uh, What names? In Control... Uh, Grubby and the Muslim are pretty into the whole Ocarina thing. They've been streaming that a lot the last couple of nights. Okay. Yeah, I haven't seen them around. I'll have to keep my eyes peeled. Speaking of uh, competitive esports, um, very recently on the weekend of uh, July 13th and 14th, the Evolution 2013 tournament occurred. Oh, that was yeah. so good. Yeah, that was all over Twitch TV. I was... I, I watched Street Fighter and Persona 4 Arena streams a lot, and they were awesome. But yeah. I, I don't think fighters are necessarily that conducive to speed runs. Normally, yeah. it's more the strategy games, the RTSs, right. the, uh, sometimes the MOBAs, but even then. The fighting game community has a lot of people who have switched over to speedrunning. Um, like, a lot of really good professional fighting game players have become very successful speedrunners. I don't know I, I don't know what it is, if imagine. it's like uh, tech skill that translates well, or... Being a professional fighting game player requires a lot of um, diligence and and sort of, you know, combo and movement execution. Mm-hmm. And so a lot like, of I mean, second reflexes. Just... Yeah. yeah, I think that would be the biggest part of it, because so many things in fighting games are, you know, if you hit it on this frame, you're good. Yeah. Yeah. And if you don't, you're bummed. Yes, there, there are, I, there's a lot of that in the speed game. There are yeah, there characters well. in Street Fighter in Street Fighter 4 and Dead or Alive that have one frame links to complete certain moves. I I, I cannot do these moves. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's the kind of I just can't remember any of the uh patterns to execute any of them, so <laughs> I'm out for Oh, I'm fine with that. It's just I'm I I don't have the nimble figures fingers to uh ex- to execute the really complicated stuff. But I I've I've been... totally not what I've right. heard. <laughs> Well, uh, so I, I, I've been following the fighting game scene for a long time, and it's it's very entertaining, but I'm not skilled enough to really take part. I'm awful at fighting games. I like watching them, though. Do you get competitive at all with your speedrunning, though? Either um, with yourself or versus... I ran my games. Scores? Oh, yeah, um, yeah, your games... Well, I mean, we've been over this a little bit. Your games are usually difficult and on the obscure side, so yeah. have, have, have you had very many competitors for your own speedrunning titles? Um, some, but they quit playing shortly after. <laughs> like, uh, I, I encouraged oh, a few I get people to pick saying. up Act Razor 2, and they were learning level by level, and they got past 
you know, the stages that I call the easy stages. Um, and there's this one boss kill that, like, the first hit is pixel perfect and frame perfect. And if you miss it, you lose 20 seconds or so. Wow. <laughs> and that's when most of them stopped running it. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm a little super... offended that you, ref- that you say any of the stages in that game are the easy stages. <laughs> <laughs> After you play enough, they, they feel easy. Um, but, it, like, the competition for speedrunning is really interesting because you'd think it would be, like, you know, people hiding tactics and not sharing how to do certain things, not releasing video and whatnot. But, like, people are always looking to help other people learn their games. Yeah. And, like, they're genuinely happy when their run gets beaten, and they look forward to improving the time. Um, it's it's really cool how it's, like, really intensely competitive, but at the same time, a, an incredibly supportive community. Yeah, and, and I even... think that's probably what sets it aside from a lot of the other competitive gaming. Probably, yeah. A lot of the... Uh other uh more esports competition is a very cutthroat very <laughs> yeah I, I don't get the vibe of friendly from most of those yeah not even a little bit not not even a little uh-huh. <laughs> which is why jabs yeah it's why i fit right in it's great <laughs> well i i think uh i think we can wrap up the speed gaming chat with one final question okay. and you know cuz obviously there're going to be thousands of people listening to this who really want to get into speed gaming what would you tell them? Um, just start hanging out at uh, SDA. You know, post on the forums. There's an introduce yourself thread. Um, but also stay at con while you're doing oh, it. Oh, of course. Yeah, don't yeah. Us. <laughs> yeah. We'll find you. Um, <laughs> yeah, start hanging out at SDA. If there's a game that you really like or want to learn, just, you know, find the thread and say that you want to learn it. And, you know, the next day, the, the guy who has the record will probably help you out. Um, you can do the same over at SRL. You can hang out in the the IRC over there, and uh, you know, ask around for help on certain games, and you'll almost certainly get an answer immediately. Uh, it's a very welcoming community. We're always looking for more people to to run games. <laughs> yeah, aren't we all? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So that's uh, speeddemosarchive.com uh, for anybody out there listening that might want to check this out. Uh, everyone that I've interacted with recently from there is a cool person and i think i like them in general (laughs) and that's my highest endorsement actually as it turns out Uh, yay that's better Uh, than my endorsement of i don't hate them (laughs) 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 no they're all good people it's a a really great community well yeah and uh thanks a lot for hanging out with us pj and obviously you uh will be hanging out with us for the rest of the cast what little more there is coming up uh but uh, based on this, we would love to have you back again sometime to talk about really pretty much anything. Um, obviously, we we probably can't get another whole podcast <laughs> just out of your speed gaming exploits, but we'll find something that you can talk about at some point. Yeah, time. yeah, sure yeah. Thanks for stopping by, yeah. man. Yeah, my pleasure. Yeah. Thanks for having. Yeah, I, I'm glad it only took us about a month to get this uh, lined up. <laughs> that was that was freaking awesome. High five. <laughs> Definitely not my fault that I slept through the first one. <laughs> <laughs> you need a Skype alert. I think we should be uh, for that. <laughs> yeah, so uh, switching gears now, uh, we haven't talked about Con itself since probably the first podcast, and that's probably a good thing. But uh, 
this is going to be the last recording that we do before this year's anniversary, which is on July 31st. Oh, and uh, I just wanted to get it out there. We also talked about this, I think, in the very, very first concast. But uh, we've been working on finally redoing the Final Fantasy VI and, content on Con. And this, and this and ties back all the way to the beginning when you were saying what game you were playing this week. Absolutely, because I'm playing it to make sure that uh, all of the sections are completely filled in. Because I only have about a week and a half left to finish this thing up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> in fact, that's probably going to be what I do the second that we stop recording this podcast. I'm going to have to boot it back up and start running it. But yeah, so come uh, this July 31st, and I never announce these things ahead of time. Never. Spoilers. But on the 31st, we are totally going to have new Final Fantasy VI coverage. I swear to you. And it's going to um, cover both the SNES and the GBA versions. And the the PlayStation version. Well, I was going to say that next, yes, because the PlayStation version changes virtually nothing from the SNES version other than load time. Yeah, 10 hours of load time. (laughs) Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, we will be covering all three versions of it, which is pretty awesome. What about the PSP and... version? <laughs> Shut up. Uh, <laughs> you know, there will come a time that there's going to be like a legit Vita version. <laughs> no, it is, it is or... on the it is on the PSN, but that's the PlayStation. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The the PSN uh, addresses the uh, the FF anthology's release and the. Um, Nintendo Virtual Console version is identical to the SNES release. So, if you come to Con as of July 31st, you are going to have what is it? Five different versions of this game on different uh, consoles or handhelds, and you will be able to play each and every one of them using Con's content. Perfectly. Um, yeah, it's a pretty good game to pairing. have five versions. Mm-hmm. I agreed. Yeah, I we're pairing up with uh, Jabril again for his walkthrough like we did on Final Fantasy V, so you know the content is going to be just absolutely phenomenal. Awesome. And That is one yeah, thorough uh, dude, absolutely. I we, we started working on this section on and off uh, way back when the GBA version was first released, and it is huge to be able to finally say that Final Fantasy IV, V, and VI Advance are all on con. Uh, given our, you know, mission statement, such as it is, this is just a huge deal for us, and we're really excited. And it frees us up to possibly do some other stuff in the future as well, so if you out there have any suggestions on what you might like to see, give them to us, and we'll ignore them just as quickly as we possibly can. Perfect! Really interesting concast today, guys, I think. Uh, I really enjoyed hearing PJ's take on something in the gaming world to which I had very little knowledge. I don't know. Hopefully you guys felt the same way. Yeah, it was uh, pretty interesting. I'm yeah, definitely going to check out some yeah. speedrunning stuff. Glad to hear that. But yeah, again, uh, PJ, thanks a lot for hanging out with us. This was a lot oh, of fun. Um, may, make sure when we get the uh, Concast up that you pimp it out at SDA, because okay. uh, I'm sure that all of your friends over there will uh, want to listen to you pratter on. And uh, obviously, we want everybody over there to uh, know about Con. Yeah, because, tell them all we're uh, really cute girls. We're cool. Yeah, <laughs> okay, all single. Yeah, uh, Jav looks amazing in a skirt. True, I really do. Oh, the captain's uh, we were done. Uh, well, we haven't said goodbye yet. Would you like to say goodbye, Jeff? Goodbye, Jeff. Oh, are we finally rid of that <laughs> guy? Okay, good. See you guys later. <laughs> <laughs> PJ, any final thoughts? Uh, yeah, actually, I have one quick plug. Um, we're doing, SDA is doing another marathon next week. This is SGDQ as opposed to AGDQ uh, for summer games done quick. 
Um, it's being held in Denver, Colorado. It starts 25th, I think. The, whatever Thursday is, 25th, it looks like. Yep, that's... Uh, and yeah. goes through Monday the 29th. Um, so if you want to watch that, and you do want to watch that, it's going to be a lot of fun, uh, you can go to marathon.speeddemosarchive.com. And we have all kinds of info there. Uh, the Twitch, the, the stream is going to be on this this page. There's a link to the schedule. Um, all the money is going towards Doctors Without Borders this time. Oh, cool. Mm, okay. nice. So there's some in, uh, some info about the charity there, all kinds of good stuff on that page. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be worth checking out. It's going to be really great. Very cool. What games are you playing this time around? Uh, I'm doing Solstice, um, either any percent, which is just beating the game as quickly as I can, or 100% okay. if it gets donated for. Okay. Uh, which is yeah, the, the... getting everything ever. Uh, so just one game for uh, That and co-op Turtles 3 with my... All yeah. right. Okay. Yep. There you go. Then you show those Foot Clan who's boss. Oh, I'm gonna try, <laughs> but probably will die a lot. Yeah, that's it for me. All Thanks right, for having cool. me. I really appreciate this. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. I, again, yeah, we had a lot of fun too. So this is very cool, and uh, we will definitely talk to you again soon. And uh, good luck in uh, the marathon coming Thank up. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you better win. Better win. <laughs> <laughs> Play them fast. That's another Concast episode in the books. Thanks again to PJ for hanging out with us for a little while, and good luck to him and everybody else at uh, Summer Games Done Quick in Denver. As always, you can find us at cavesofnarsh.com, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch, Caves of Narsh, and anywhere else you might think of, but probably not. This time around, we're wrapping up the show with Unknown Lands from Final Fantasy V, in honor of PJ, of course. Talk to you again soon. Bye.